Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. This is about something that lights your fire when nothing else will. This is the Mark Devine Show. This show, we're going to discover and dive in and discuss what makes the world's most inspirational, compassionate, and resilient leaders so courageous. Transform the nature and functioning of our own brain for the better. Go put your virtues in action. Be the best version of yourself. Life is a practice. Day by day, and get wiser and stronger and grow. How do you understand enough about your own mind and psychology and emotions and how you develop a reflective awareness practice to actually get in the driver's seat of your own mind? We go in-depth with people from all walks of life. Martial arts grandmasters, meditative monks, CEOs, military leaders, stoic philosophers, proud survivors, and more. Every episode turns our guest experience into actionable insights that you can learn from and lead a life filled with compassion and courage. I started putting all these little tools in my pocket, started to reflect a lot and meditate. There has to be a balance between movement and rest. But it all starts with us. We cultivate these qualities in ourselves. We become a beacon of life for others in the world. Please join us on the journey. The Mark Divine Show. Hoo-yah. Today's episode brought to you by J.B. Weld. Available, by the way, at jbweld.com. Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advance Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And proudly made in the USA. All right, what do we talk about in this episode? Uh, we're going to touch a little bit on uh, your 935, maybe getting ready for the Lamar theme, uh, yeah. the Rolex Historics, and um, uh, Ford F-150 Lightning. The reviews are starting to come in, driving impressions. We'll talk about McLaren's Zach Brown and his 935 as well, who's sure to be at Monterey. First, there's Geico. Would you love to save money on insurance? Of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, Geico can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use Geico mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to Geico becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice. We're going to mandate. Get it on. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Adam Peralta. Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Yeah. Well, I just got done talking to uh, Sean over at the uh, other shop, and I said, um, we've got to do the leak down test on the 935, because uh, we know the turbos are bad, mm-hmm. so uh, we've got some plans that send those out or get them get them maybe out of florida i think everything okay florida i think everything's out of florida anyway <laughs> seems 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 to make sense <laughs> the turbos can be rebuilt in a you know couple of weeks yeah but the engine that might be a different kettle that of might fish. be a different issue now we we had a dyno a couple of years ago. It was a little on the light side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot where it came out. It was somewhere in the mid five hundred range, mid fives to the to the wheels. Yeah, maybe five forty. I don't remember if it was. I don't think it was five seventy. It was like five forty to the wheels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, hopefully the you know bottom end mm-hmm. of the motor is is in decent shape. Yeah, I don't know what it takes 
on a car like that because, you know, if you have a standard flat six case and you're talking about rebuilding a, you know, 911 SC, you know, bottom end, um, you know, bore and hone and rings and pistons or maybe just rings or who knows, uh, you know, gaskets and whatnot. But I don't know if the 935 case in bottom end is much different than, um, I don't know, an RSR or, you know, a 934 or mm-hmm. many mm-hmm. of the other iterations of Porsche. Like, I, it would it would seem, and I don't know, it seems like all the fancy bits are on the injection and, uh, you know, turbos and, you know, wastegates and intercoolers and things like that. But feel, or at least hope, that the bottom end is just kind of a standard Porsche bottom end. Probably, I mean, certainly de-stroked, I'm not stroked, but lower compression than what would be an RSR or something that was naturally aspirated. Yeah. I'm sure those things are jacked up to 12 and a half or 13 to one or something like that in a, in a race form. And these things, because they're turbos are nine to one or something. I, like I mean, that. possibly, but with, with the octane that you're running, it could be a little bit higher yeah. or just more boost. So I, mm-hmm. I really don't know that much about the, the Porsche 935 engine, but the engines in general, we would be mostly looking at the wear and tear items, bearings, rod bearings, crank bearings, uh, piston rings, and then in the cylinder heads, uh, any uh, uh, valve seals, things like that. So even if we did a leak down test and we found maybe it was just leaking on the top end, maybe we can take the heads off, some new head gaskets, rebuild the heads, new seals there, and keep the lower end if, if that's not an issue. But, you know, again, I don't know how much of a pain in the ass is to take the heads off that engine. If the engine's got to come out anyway, then, you know. Are- my, um, my observation, and I, I, don't, I haven't worked on those cars, but I think it's like four bolts and you drop the engine out the back. Yeah. So I, I imagine the engine comes out. It's about the rebuilding. So right. you either want to rebuild the turbos, put them on, and be good. Or you're probably just going to end up rebuilding the engine, right? When you do the turbos, right? I don't, I don't know. If there's a lot of half, you know, mm-hmm. like ah, oh, we're just going to do the the heads, you know. I, I think you're, if you're going to do it, you're going to end up doing it all, or just the turbos and then run it again, which is interesting because I just saw, you know, some of the storytelling press releases that came from uh, from the track from Laguna Seca, and you know, at the end, they're like. This is the year we're doing the Lamaze, the featured market, the Rolex Historics, and they're saying it's going to be the largest gathering of Lamaze winners and Lamaze racers ever in America. Yeah, so we'll look forward to that. <laughs> and uh, so now is about the time to start getting into that. Now is really the time to start getting into it because just getting parts, you know, we can run into one little part and you could be delayed for. I don't know how long, right? Yeah. All right. So what else is going on in the automotive world? Uh, this is just kind of a weird thing. So uh, Will I Am, the musician, the rapper, he's done a couple of custom cars over the years. He mm-hmm. kind of 
I, I like his creativity and I like his enthusiasm for cars. I think he sees himself a bit of a of an artist in the styling side. I don't know if you've seen some of his cars, but he's done a hot rod, he's done a Tesla, he's done a Pantera. Oh, he did a Pantera. Yeah, yeah. Chris can find it. Trying to find the Will I Am Pantera. And you'll see he does a very kind of modern, very kind of body kit-ish type of look to things. His I, Tesla is hot rod. I thought he did. I've interviewed him before. I thought he did a kind of bespoke car, too. I, I think he has, yeah. I don't remember which one that is, if that's the hot rod or not. Uh, but so he's teamed up with uh, AMG mm-hmm. to do a car, and it's just brutal. It's so bad. It's like it just just comment after comment. And it's funny because it debuted in Miami at the F1 race or part of the F1 race. And uh, just every comment online is like, this is just terrible. Look at that. Oh, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. And it it started off as an AMG GT four door. And then they did a lot of like G wagon on the front end. Mm-hmm. And it's just bad. It's just so bad. And there's some sort of charity tie-in that nobody can figure out. Um, well, it's really just the front end that's bad. Yes. So far. And it's a four-door they turn into a two-door. Mm-hmm. Right? Which, so I, I later found out that West Coast Customs built the car. Mm-hmm. But all of the press coming out of AMG was AMG saying things like, we designed this, we built with... With Will I Am, it was a valiant effort that just <laughs> that just hit the wall full speed running, especially with the beak on that car. And it's just brutal though, because now like every every website, every comment on every site, every post is just like, what, what? <laughs> well, the problem with the front of a sporting car. So, I mean, I think there's a kind of fundamental problem, which is. The G-Wagon is fine. I hate that car, but it is, it's a box. It's an off-road ostensibly, you know, car. Right. It's and, a, there's a function to it. Yes. And so the front end sits high and it's it's blocky. And, you know, we can all get that from all the offerings now that Chevy and Dodge and, and all Ram, I should say, and all the big trucks have now. Just this huge, I mean, AMC not AMG, but like AMC and Chevy. I mean, the front end of that truck is like three foot of grill, you yeah. know, height, you know, just a, this big mammoth, whatever. And then you get to sports cars and the best looking sports cars. I mean, what's the best looking sports car in the world? Arguably Ferrari GTO. What's the front end of that thing look like? Just headlights pulled way back, covers over the headlights. It, it's basically the Tapers front. Tapers down, kind of a nose. Yeah, you want, it looks like the front of a shark. Yeah. You want you want a shark kind of front. Like everything is either heading in or toward the ground. Yeah. that That's kind of, with a couple of well-placed like vents or scoops mm-hmm. or something, but a general sleekness because it's a, it's a fighter jet. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Not a cargo ship. And I think when you take the AMG sort of cargo ship or I should say the G-Wagon, and yeah. you graft it onto the fighter jet. <laughs> now you have this boxy front end, but the rest of the car is sleek. Yeah, and right. And that's, that's an issue. Right. Uh, Chris, did you find any of Will I Am's other cars? Just type in Will I Am cars, and I think you'll see the, 
Yep. Here's the Tesla. So here's the S. Tesla. Right. So that looks yeah. pretty sleek. Right. Got the, got the. It's got a big kind of McLaren kind of side scoop on the side. Mm-hmm. Especially with that with that blacked out panel. Yeah. I'll, I'll pull out some more. So he he was doing a company called I Am Auto, and that's what uh, all these cars were. Okay. Under. So I'll pull I'll pull up some more. Yeah. Well. And because he's got the Pantera, you got to find the Pantera. I needed to be in the room when they were sketching this thing. Somebody out else needed to be in the room. For sure, they needed to. I feel like nobody was in the room when this happened. Take and that. Then, yeah, I mean, look the the Pantera. It's got the flip up headlights, but it comes down to a point. You, you know what I mean? And yeah. all the all the sports cars you love so much kind of come into this sort of point in the front. And this doesn't. The the Pantera that he did, I think, was also white. Are you confused and... with a DeLorean? He did oh, maybe it's a DeLorean. Oh, yeah. Maybe he did a DeLorean. Well, good. Good he didn't ruin a Pantera. <laughs> yeah. And maybe he did the, the DeLorean, which is a little different. But it kind of tried to do like a modern spin on the DeLorean. And not as bad. It's bad, but not as bad. Like, it, yeah. it does look more of... It looks like a concept car that DeLorean would have put out, but put out in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, think about the one of the prettiest cars ever, especially in race trim, but, you know, BMW M1 Pro car. It's yeah. got that sleek yeah. front end, 935. You know, it's all got that front end that's just heading down to the ground. You know what I mean? That's kind of, that's kind of the benchmark. You know, the 935, the... The Pro Car, the BMW, um, the GT, GTO, Ferrari, you know, mm-hmm. like like put all those pictures on the wall and go, what are the most beautiful cars in the world historically like have in common? Uh, uh, you know, Lamborghini Miura, you know what I mean? Yeah. They all have that sort of front end that just sort of comes down, you yeah. know? Yeah. And uh, this doesn't. It doesn't. So. No, and and there's no like soft lines. You get to the back. So here's a picture of the hot rod or something he built. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is complete coach built. It, I, I'm guessing it's got something underneath it. Uh, you know, uh, it, it could be a Corvette or you know Mercedes. Or I'm going to go Corvette yeah. just because that's the standard issue mm-hmm. engine. But all right. And then his DeLorean, um, he took it out without. A VIN registration or license plate, so it was impounded by the police. <laughs> yeah, driving okay. while black. All right, that's it. Yeah, although the car was white. <laughs> so the uh, that's true. So it didn't go over well in Miami. It, it didn't go over well with anybody who saw it. Uh, I I'm not sure. Again, it's one of these things where you start to question the approval process. Like, how does it? How many people does it get passed? How does it end up? getting built and getting mm-hmm. approved and mm-hmm. and getting to an event and like it, there's a lot of things that happen with that car you know look I, a lot of controversy about the the new bmws uh you know the m4 the m3 has the big grill in the front it's it's massive they're not doing it for all of the cars it was something they're trying on the sports cars but not not a big winner in you know to to consumers. The car is fantastic, but the is front it, is kind of ugly. Is it going to auction? <laughs> no. So that's that's the kind of the weird part. <coughs> Excuse me. Is there's some sort of charity angle, but mm-hmm. they didn't explain what it was. Mm. 
Uh, F1 Miami, first time ever. Seemed like a big success. Just a huge event. Like everyone on the planet was there. Just a massive success. I, I, I'm curious to see as the numbers come in, not just the the attendance, but also sort of the the finances. Like what kind of money did it bring into that town? What did it do for hospitality and travel and you know the local economy and mm-hmm. and like just kind of all of that stuff or does F1 just charge everyone a licensing fee and nobody makes any money? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, it looked, from what I could see online, like a pretty big success. A lot of notables there. Everyone, F1 is one of those sports that brings out the celebrities, even if they're not really into F1, there's, but they want to be seen. And-, and it's a destination event. Like It's a big event to go to, and there's a lot of things happening around town. Uh, not too different than Monterey. We always say when you go to Monterey, car week, go to the track. We always like the track. But people can go to 10 events and never make it to the track or never make it to the quail. or never, you know They could go for one or two events. I, I would reckon that most people go to all the events and don't go to the track. <laughs> I mean, most... Now, the track's going to you know draw 100,000 people over the weekend or whatever it does. It'll be crowded. Yeah. But um, just from my sort of surveys, when I talk to people, alleged car guys, and I go, they go, oh, yeah, go to Monterey or been a few times or whatever. I, it's always like you get to the track. No, 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 I haven't been to the track. There's a lot of haven't been to yeah, the there's track. There's a lot of there's haven't a lot been, of yeah. been to the auctions, been to the whatever, been to the Dumbo, you know, 24 hours of lemons show at the Monterey golf course or yeah, something yeah. like that, where you're just looking at some Miata with a shark fin made out of plywood duct taped to the hood or something like, I don't know. Why are you going to that? Yeah. Why wouldn't you go to the well, fucking track? Cause at, like you said, in the celebrity world, it's about the PR. It's about being seen. Right. And the track doesn't have a step and repeat when you walk in. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, there's not like a press conference for everybody walking into the track, but you walk into, you know, an AMG event or a Jaguar event or something, yeah. you know, catered and put on, you know, it makes yeah. more sense. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward. I think I'm going to do that uh, Velocity event. Are oh, you? DJ Khaled showed up in Miami. Thank God. Yeah. Well, there he is. Nothing says F1 like DJ Khaled. He's walking around like on the track, crowds of people, race cars. Do you think he has any idea what's going on? No, I, I, I don't. I, I would pay good money just to see if he could get himself into one of those cars. I was just going to say, that I didn't want to be, be awesome. mean, but I was just like, I, I didn't want to be mean, but he's getting fatter, right? Like, you just uh, saw him there and he's... He's always fat, but <laughs> look, who knows if he packs on 13 pounds. Really, <laughs> That's a good point. Really, really can't tell. But uh, there he is making the scene. Making the scene, getting photographed with Lewis, Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton. Is Lewis, Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton in the points this year? I, I think he is, and he's got the most wins now. Uh, not, yeah, yeah but just, this year he's not on top of the leaderboard. I, I don't think. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. I haven't been following. I honestly, I don't know why. I just haven't been following. You got to watch Drive to Survive. I, I know you so said good. that, but uh, it is so good. So where's Lewis? So it's uh, Leclerc. Yeah, he's, he's sixth. And uh, Verstappen and 
Perez and Russell and St. St. Junior, I guess. And then uh, Lewis Hamilton is six with 36 points. The leaderboard, Leclerc has uh, 104. So he's, he's down, but doesn't mean, uh, it's kind of nice to see Ferrari up on top. I mean, I don't know if that's the, that's the driver's points, not necessarily the manufacturer, but I'm guessing if the Ferrari driver is leading, you know, by 20 points, then Ferrari's probably ahead. Yeah, here we go. Ferrari, Red but Bull, o- only by McLaren. six points. So yeah. my theory's kind of correct, which is he's up there. But it's, I, I like I like to live in a world where Ferrari. I I know you don't give uh, two shits about football, but it's nice to live in a world where the Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl or the Raiders versus you know, some expansion franchise that's mm-hmm. eight years old, you know, the, the uh, North Carolina woodchucks are going in there. I mean, it's not a real team, but what I'm <laughs> that'd what, be fantastic. What I'm saying is, is there are teams that are kind of newer. They're not really legacy. When I was in junior high, no one had a notebook with that team name on it or yeah. anything. It's just kind of nice to have the legacy brands up there and, I feel the same way with F1. Like, I love, or, you know, baseball. It's like Dodgers and Yankees, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, versus the Florida Rays or something. And I like Ferrari being up there. So do, do you think it's weird to have Red Bull, you know, even as, like, considered a, a team or manufacturer? I mean, they're obviously, I... Well, the thing about Red Bull... I mean, they've it, had a lot of success and everything, but... Yeah, because there's, you know, McLaren and Alfa Romeo and, you know... It'd be nice to see Williams up there, but you know they're they're struggling. And even then, it was you know a lot of tie-ins with with BMW and stuff. Like, is it weird? Yeah, I like to see Ferrari now. Red Bull is is a little weird because you know they're not an automotive manufacturer, right. but they did win. I think four years in a row, five years ago or seven years ago or something. So they are kind of a legacy just because of how much winning they did. Right. So what I'm saying is that they, they've earned their place, but it doesn't have that nostalgic automotive manufacturer feel to it. You can't right. go, you know, oh, these other brands have been around for 70, 80, 100 years. Right. You know, you could say Red Bull's been around for whatever. <laughs> Red Bull, <laughs> I, I think, years? has a whole track. They have like the Red Bull circuit and the Red Bull, you know, airplanes. and the. I mean, they are nuts they into are. motorsports and action sports and extreme sports and, and everything. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. I mean – to have your own F1 team is insane, and then to have your own racetrack. And the airplane stunt show and the, the, it, the things the, they launch off the pier. The Red Bull <laughs> ring in Austria. I mean, all right, so it's all insane. You know what I never see? I never see is like, we, we you know, it's like, oh, Tim Cook, he runs Apple. and He does symposiums, and they do interviews with him, and he's on the board, and he's up doing a TED Talk or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't hear anything from Red Bull. Like, I don't know who the Red Bull guy yes. is. Uh, most brands have a sort of a figurehead who you can kind of go, okay, that's uh, Bill Gates or, or Elon Musk over here for, yeah, for right. this or Richard Branson over there. I don't know who Red Bull is. Yeah. And they're a massive, massive company. Yeah, and it was a family-owned company, but you're right. We don't 
that company could have been bought and sold. I think they're publicly traded, but it could have they've could have had a change in regime, and you never really know. Right, which is interesting because really good brand recognition, but without tying it to a single person. Right, right. Like Tesla stock's been taking a hit because the shareholders are going. Elon's not focusing on his Tesla company. He's focusing on right. his Twitter acquisition. Right. Right. And that that loses hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. You know, but with Red Bull, you don't really have that. Yeah, I agree. And then there's uh, what's his name for McLaren, who is the main man over at McLaren, who we see doing the vintage racing. His name's escaping me now. Chris will look uh, it up. Brown. Brown? Zach Brown. Oh, Zach Brown. Zach yeah. Brown. It's also like a country band. Yeah. So it's weird. But Zach Brown, now he's all over Drive to Survive because he's running McLaren. Yeah. And uh, I love that dude. And I think we got to go find him at the Monterey Historics. He'll be driving a 935. Right. He's always in yeah. something. And just go chat him up a little bit. Well, we should try to talk to him here on the show before leading up to the event, see what he's going to be out there doing and running and what's going on with McLaren and... I feel like he <laughs> got a lot of questions for him. He doesn't. He drives the like swap shop nine thirty five or the whatever nine thirty five. He doesn't. Or we can figure out which nine thirty five he he drives, but he he doesn't drive a McLaren. Mm-hmm. You know, you think he'd be in a K and M car, yeah, out there. You know, bright orange and everything with the big stack sticking out. You know, in the mid-mount engine, but he's drives. I, I think it's a nine thirty-five, and I think it says swap shop on the. There is a swap shop nine thirty-five. I don't know what that is. It's a sponsorship from back in the day. You know, pick a part or something like that. Mm-hmm. But his nine thirty-five has a giant decal on the window, and I don't mean you know a sun visor decal. Yeah. I mean just a huge decal. On the passenger side, that just says like swap shop on it or something. Yeah. And I'm always like, you've used up 40% of your windshield with this big. <laughs> I mean, I get the sponsorship part yeah. on the hood, the windshield. Now, you know, you put it on, it's on the passenger side. You can find a picture a, of that. It's a, well, no, that, that 935 I just showed you was a 935 JLP3 when the 1982 IMSA GT. Until 2016, it was the only car to win both Daytona 24 hours and the Sebring 12 hours in the same year. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's here's it at uh, up for auction a few years ago. Oh, so did he just buy it and drive it? Uh, this was not sold, so maybe he was the one selling it. I don't I don't know. But How when did it come up for auction? This is 2012. Oh, what were they trying to get for it? Uh, probably pretty cheap back then. Estimated at 1.3 to 1.8. So probably was a no sale back then. Yeah, you can find a picture of him driving that car with a giant decal on the window. And I may and he must own that car then. I I guess. Yes, yeah. 20, you know, we should talk to him because yeah, that's that car saying. that car must be out here somewhere. Right. He must meet it at the track with the guy who's looking after it and maintaining it. Yeah. So we should, yeah, we should try to get into that. It's probably a cannabis shop. <laughs> it's parked I've, there. I've never, I've, I've never seen it as part of his corral, yeah. though. Do you know what I'm talking about? Right. 
And am I making that up, that windshield sticker and him driving that car? I don't, I'm not saying anything about him driving, but I did find, is it this one? There's a swap shop sticker on this 935. Now, this one, this one is giant sticker on the windshield and not a sun, not the sun visor part, just on the passenger side. Like where a passenger oh, wow. would okay. be looking out the windshield. I'll look. Yeah. Although that car you just pulled out was kind of a cool looking. Yeah, cool looking. And maybe it doesn't thing. say swap shop. Maybe it says something else. But I swear it's Zach Brown. Anyway, he's running the McLaren team. Yeah. So it's kind of you when you watch Driver Survive, you'll find all the stories in the saga. Oh, all I, right. I see. Yeah, it is swap shop. What? The fuck <laughs> out of here. Here, look at this. Let's see. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is. And it is that car, right? You're right. Yeah, it's probably. Thirty percent, twenty five percent of the of the of the window. But I, I don't, kinda, don't, don't ever question me. I kind of I kind of like where his head's at. I like what he's doing with this thing. Going, hey, I don't. I never see that out that side of the window. I'm looking down at the corner. I'm looking out the side. It's I'm useless just saying, real estate. Listen, I'm I'm not a FIA official, <laughs> but that sticker is twenty eight inches across. And 14 inches high. And I would argue that you, you can't use up 32% of your windshield. You've got to. I, I bet he probably, I'd be curious to know if he said that the rule was literally like 30%. He's at 29 and yeah, a half. There's got to be something. Right. Like we measured it. We cut a millimeter off. It's fine. We rounded the corners and that was enough. Well, we got to talk to that guy. All right. Let me tell you about JB Weld, world's strongest bond. DIYers and pros have trusted it for over 50 years. They've got epoxies. They've got their super glues. They got putty sticks. They got everything for every surface, big and small, metal, wood, plastics, glass, ceramics. I use this stuff all the time. We all use it here. I have it uh, obviously in the shop, but I also uh, have it at home as well. You just keep it in your kitchen drawer, your toolbox. Also, they're the proud owner of Herculiner, the original DIY truck bed liner. If you're looking for the world's strongest truck bed liner, Herculiner, well, they got you covered. So get yourself some JB Weld. And by the way, good people made in the USA, available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And like I said, it is proudly made in the U.S. of A. It's J.B. Weld. All right. So we got some reviews out on the uh, F-150 Lightning, yeah, which so you've put your order in. I, I put did. Put your name in on that. I haven't, I haven't driven it. Put my name on the list. Um, did the, you know, did the deposits. I think it's some, some people got on the list before me, of course, and then uh, theirs are going to be made soon and I think delivery in September, maybe mine's October. I'm not quite sure. But there was an event out in Texas. Uh, our friend Alistair Weaver from Edmonds went out there. Um, we're going to have him uh, uh, on the show next week with with myself and Goldberg. But his uh, he wrote up a nice review on his website, post some videos, and I was texting with him. Uh, he's in Europe, and I was like, hey, saw you drove the thing. What do you think? Just, you know, is it good? And he's like, it's good. It's really good. And I just think overall, you know, the thought on it was some of it was what we expected. It's not gimmicky. It's, you know, it's a fully functional F-150. It tows 10,000 pounds. It has a 2,200-pound payload roughly. 
uh, depending on the battery configuration. Uh, all the technology works. The interior is fantastic. The frunk, super useful, holds 400 pounds in the frunk. And he was saying, you know, and it's probably the nicest F-150 out there because it has a, a coilover suspension instead of leaf springs in the back. And it makes it one of the nicest rides. I'm imagining also the weight of that battery kind of low and in the center. Uh, I, I was going to ask. Know, makes kind of a smoother ride. Is it? Obviously, it's not a live rear axle. No. It's just it's just motors to the wheels. Yeah, it's got. Uh, there's two motors, one in the front, one in the back. It does all wheel drive. Uh-huh. Um, but it's got coilovers in the rear. Um, that's a good question. Is it a live axle or is it independent? I've got to check my photos. I don't really check uh, into remember. it. I but, uh, yeah. I obviously love the part where it powers the house. Yeah. So if you get. The upper trim models like the Platinum, um, those come with the Ford Charger, like your Tesla Charger hanging in the garage. And with their Charger, getting to your electrical company or whatever at your house, if there's an inverter, it can go both ways. Yeah. um, What they're trying to plan is don't just use it as an emergency they're saying now you can plan ahead like during peak hours right the truck powers the house and during yeah. off peak hours the house charges the truck what I, what i can't wrap my mind around is how much you know so with a lot of with a lot of stuff that has to do with houses or cars or charging or backup generators or whatever you know you go Oh, here's your backup generator, and how much is it, and where do we put it? That's you're halfway home. The other part is is how do you get this fucking conduit to the panel, which is on the other side of <laughs> yeah. the whatever, and the joists are running the wrong way. And I've like I've done all this shit. It is a fucking clusterfuck, yeah. you know. Or like you have, I had an old house that had you know maybe a 200 amp service or panel you know way on one side and the garage was 80 feet over and it's like where do you pull those cables like where do you run that conduit i mean it was the expense isn't in the unit it's in the how do we heat up the unit right yeah. and so you know the commercial they just show the guy plug the truck in and then the christmas lights come on <laughs> on the house but right. plug it into what who got it to the panel? Yes. Like how how much and how much work is it to get from that port, that jack in the garage yeah. to the point where you heat up the whole house because you've heated up the panel? That's kind of the rub. Now, I don't know. I don't know if this is easier or harder or how it works, right. but I, I definitely know it'd, probably, it'd be money well spent to do this. And I also imagine, I would assume... That this would be part of new construction. I think that people are going to ask for it, right? People yeah, are going to start yeah. Saying, I, think, I think people are going to say, and it'll be a selling point. This house already has an inverter. This is ready. Yeah, much like um, pre-wired for surround sound speakers, or you know, the kind of stuff. Right. It's solar ready. It's backup battery ready. It's right. Inverter ready. Yes. Yes. Because when the place is you know, in the in the in the framing, and the walls are open, and the studs are all you know. That's the time to run the conduit up to the roof, 
so you can get your solar panels up there. But it seems like if I was doing a ground-up home, I would want the full solar-paneled roof into the Ford Lightning with the inverter and do the whole fucking nine yards, right? Yeah. I mean, just in my warehouse now, it's a, it's a lease, so I'm not cutting it up. But, you know, I had the electrician come by, and I had to change a few outlets, and he went into the panel, and I said, hey, next to the garage door, there's a there's a 240 plug. And I said, see if it's hot, and how big can we go? And it's the panel's on one side of the garage door, you know, and the outlet's on the other side of the garage door. So it's not a very long run, but it's up and over the garage door, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, 20, 15-foot ceilings and stuff. And, and I was like, can I plug an electric car in there? And he's like, yes. But he goes, but already he's like, the gauge of the wire and everything is, you're going to do 40 amp. You're right. not going to do an 80. And he goes, without changing a bunch of stuff. And I was like, all right, well, I know what my limitations are, right? I can get a 240, but it's it's the equivalent of the trickle charge 240. It's not really, you know, it's not the 80 amp yeah. or, or anything. Close and to obviously, that. in a warehouse environment, you can do a surface-mounted rigid conduit, which is just a fuck of a lot easier than tearing into the walls and trying to thread yeah. st- pull stuff through the studs and drill with the auger bit and everything like that. Right. Yeah, we've got a lot of, you know, exposed conduit that's that's a lot easier to do. And, you know, we had to go through a a wall, through a block wall. And I was like, well, why go up and around the whole thing? Just put a hole through the block and just go from, you know, put an outlet on the other side. It's like, yeah, that's a good point, super easy. So, I, I don't know, um the the reviews on it are good. Everybody seems to really like the truck. I guess the embargo was lift for a lot of people that went out to the event. Um, you know, as we know, you know, the ranges are from 230 miles to 320 miles, depending on which uh, which trim model you get and which battery, the two battery sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quick, you know. Um, I think the small battery is zero to sixty in five ish seconds. The big mm-hmm. battery is four mm-hmm. seconds. Yeah. Uh, and you know that sensation of speed without the engine noise and the instant torque uh it seems to be seems to be fun so i'm hoping to we'll be able to in the next few months get one over here for us to just kind of drive did you order you just get your name in you don't do color interior no i did so um the first move was when they announced the truck to just get on the list you just mm-hmm. put the 100 bucks down and get mm-hmm. on the list and then a few months later, it was like, now, if you still want it, you do the $500 mm-hmm. uh, deposit, and you can place your order. So mm-hmm. now, w- when they build my truck, that's how they're determining. So I, they told me it was going to be delivered in September, and mm-hmm. now they're saying a delay because I think they're realizing they want to get a lot of the work trucks out there to those people as well. So I did. I built it. Um, it's a it's a dark blue. It's antimatter blue. Looks nice. almost black, but it's a very dark blue. Um, it's the platinum with pretty much all of the options, the big battery, and they're all all wheel drive. So the way it's configured, um, it, it should be a three hundred mile range because mm-hmm. uh, it's got some options which add weight. So it's three hundred mile range. Um, I think the tow rating is just under ten thousand pounds on that truck. It's like eighty eight hundred. Mm-hmm. And the payload's like eighteen fifty pounds. So I guess the question is: is like if you're trying to go from the shop to Monterey, and yeah. you're towing, 
you're going to need to charge somewhere along the line. Several times, because once you start towing, because so when they tested the truck, uh, for example, they Ford had like a trailer set up there, and the trailer was like 8,000 pounds or 8,300 pounds, mm-hmm. um, and it does cut the range down to about half. So you're yeah. you're just towing around town. You're doing 150 miles. So now we get into infrastructure. Where do you stop between here and Monterey? Right. Twice. Right. To charge, and now it seems like we're getting back into the diesel dually, and diesel's 650 a gallon. <laughs> right. You know, for for those types of trips, uh, I would say yes. Um, you know, but around town from one shop to the other oh, or if yeah. you've got a work truck and you're towing you know some lawn equipment and all that stuff around town you're loading up the back of your truck and towing a small trailer mm-hmm. you know you're, you're not doing more than 150 miles probably a day and again that's towing eight thousand pounds so maybe you're towing yeah. a small trailer you're getting you know 200 no, it's a, what's what's its sticker at Starts at about forty thousand and gets its way up to almost a hundred thousand for a fully wow. loaded platinum everything. Yeah. All right, uh, Huntington Beach Sea Legs at the beach. We're doing a live pod there May twentieth, and that's always a fun venue. And people kind of they kind of tailgate, they come out, they sit outdoors, and it, it's fun. I'm going to be in uh, Denver June twenty third. I'll be bringing Sunny with me. I'll be speaking at a conference over there which is the uh, TOS con, and uh, use the code uh, Corolla. Get 15% off. Also, uh, moving on, the next day, uh, January, I should say, June 24th, 25th, going uh, out to Comedy Works in uh, Denver, Colorado. I think it's Comedy Works South, isn't it, Chris? But we can figure it out. Anyway, you guys can figure it out, doing four shows there, stand-up. Sonny's going to be working the merch table, so uh, <laughs> come on out and say hi. You, what do you can't got? miss him. He's six foot tall, and he's I got know. a little tiny mustache. I know. <laughs> what are you um, doing? We've got. Uh, we're just driving the um, finished driving the Hennessy Velociraptor, which was mm-hmm. fun, and we've got some other stuff in store. So just give me a follow at Motorator. So till next time, Adam Carroll for Matt the Motorator, DeAndrea saying, "Keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel." For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Would you love to save money on insurance? Of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to GEICO.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Stream the biggest movies and TV shows for free on Pluto TV. 
Watch movies like Titanic and G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra, plus TV shows like CSI and Star Trek The Next Generation. Starting this month, check out the 24-7 Stargate channel exclusively on Pluto TV, plus hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows absolutely free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start watching today.